Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Notorious by Chance, where we come in and talk, I guess, anything now, because <laughs> nothing not dick is happening in the world. Thanks, Corona. Uh, but, yeah, this is a show where usually we'd come in and talk all these movies, including trailers, news, all that good shit. Uh, but there's barely anything to talk about. Now, there's, there are some few things we're going to talk about, it, but uh, first of all, let's, let's check in. Russell, how, how are you doing over there in the Berg, or outside the Berg, I should say? Doing good, man. Uh, yeah, just slowly adapting to life, like without doing pretty much anything. You know, just you know, we're still working. They have usually uh, we have a five day work week now. They have only uh, made us go to three days. They'll pay us for the other two days off just because nice. there's nobody traveling. Yeah, yeah. which is ask, nice. I'm about to ask, like, what's like your airport traffic right now? Is it is it is it nothing, dude? It's it's literally nothing. Like, uh, I talked to the one girl because I was off. Let's see, I was off Friday, Saturday. I got I got sent home Friday. I was off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I, I went to work today and I got sent home. So I haven't really worked since <laughs> Thursday last week. But um, wow. the one lady said that there was only like maybe a little bit more than a thousand people. Jesus Christ. And that's not a lot. Yeah. So. And, it, and is the Pittsburgh airport yeah. like, that's like, that's like a big airport, right? I mean, it's not a Cat X airport. It's not like your LAX or your Chicago or O'Hare your, or Orlando. Uh, but Atlanta, I mean, it's still a Category One airport. Yeah, I would we imagine we put in quite a bit. Like, uh, I would imagine know. it's still a pretty sizable airport. But damn, a thousand people—that's yeah, it's that's, that's rough. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like a ghost town, man. It, it's boring because it makes your your shift go long when you actually aren't like sent home. You know, it takes you know. Usually, that's the greatest. Thing. That's the great thing about the job. I'd say one of the perks is the the fact that time goes by so quick because you're constantly doing stuff. But then you take that out of the, of the of the of the you know gambit of things, and it it really makes your work day go by really slow. Being so dead, you know. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh. Yeah. And as for me, I'm haven't been really doing a whole lot either. I mean, I'm on I'm on online classes now. I'm watching. Nice. I'm watching all the Star Trek movies recently. That's been interesting. <laughs> I uh, I binge we uh, Beck and I wa- uh, binge watched uh, Tiger King. But you, and you we, still we did that? No, we, no, I know you did because you neglected watching Pirates of the Caribbean five to watch Tiger King. I mean, I mean, in hindsight, I probably had more fun watching Tiger King than Pirates five. Maybe but, I mean, I, I, it is what okay, it is. You know what? But, g- give us your review of Tiger King because I've been hearing everyone talk about this show, and I haven't and I haven't watched it. I have no idea. Okay, I know generally what it is about the. <laughs> The insane gay dude who owned the Tiger ran for president once. Yeah, yeah, Joe Exotic. Joe yeah. Exotic. Um, that's basically, it. they just they basically kind of just follow a couple different people that have live petting zoos. Um, and Joe Exotic's like super like like rival is that Carol Baskins, who you'll see like tons of things and memes that are absolutely hilarious on Facebook. Um, her and her now second husband. Because apparently it's a big thing, like where Joe Exotic said that um, Carol killed her first husband because he like literally just up and disappeared, and nobody knows what happened to him. So it's like an ongoing joke that Carol killed her husband, I guess. Apparently, um, so like Hoffa? but it, like it's it's what's that? Yeah, so, pretty so much like, like Hoffa. Like Hoffa. Um, but it's it's super fascinating. It's funny. I mean, it's just it's so over the top. Uh, it's it's just it's entertaining. That's pretty much all I could say. Um, and just when you think you've seen it all, more and more stuff happens as the episodes go by. There's seven of them. So when you think you see everything, it's like, well, wait a minute, 
they, you know, hold my beer. We're going to get a little, we'll get more and more crazy. So, I mean, it's entertaining enough. It's mindless entertainment during this whole entire, you know, coronavirus stuff. So everybody was talking about it on Facebook. So I told Beck and I really didn't think she'd be on board with it, but she started watching the first, first night we watched three episodes followed by the next two. And then we finished up last night and watched the last two. But uh, mindless entertainment, it, it, it's stupid fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of I'm curious about it. It's like that and Love is Blind, the two like Netflix shows that I'm like really curious to check out. That's what everybody's saying. Because I hear they're just like I so haven't, bizarre. Have, I haven't pulled the trigger on Love is Blind yet. I, a lot of people are talking about it. I think my stepdaughters watch it too. Um, a lot of people really like it. So I, I don't I don't know. I hear that show is fucking nuts. So I kind of want to check it out, but... No, I've I've been in like a deep Star Trek hole recently, and yeah, I've actually found I'm actually a pretty big fan of Star Trek. I actually really like the I like the franchise. I actually think it'd be really interesting to go and look. Yeah, what? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's really nice. Like, if if I'm trying to like see the positive out of all this stuff, this quarantining and just you know life changing a little bit. It's like there's no pressure anymore to go do things. You know what I mean? Like, there's no pressure to spend money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's you come home and like, I, I, I have more time that can actually go like running again. I used to be an avid runner. So I got kind of back into running here. Um, I've been doing that and just kind of watching whatever at night, you know, just watching movies and just kind of just relaxing, you know, just kind of, right. you know, just taking it easy from all this stuff. So I, I will, I will say that it, it has granted us a little bit more extra time to watch movies, which uh-huh. I always appreciated, but, uh, yeah, I would I would love to do the Star Trek movie sometime too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be, I think it's the interesting thing to talk about, like with, especially with like the bad Star Trek, actually even the good ones, because there's even like there's no there's no two Star Trek films quite like each other. They all have like their own unique feel. There are ones that are very yeah. clearly good. There are ones that are very clearly bad. I, I still think the first one's the worst. Like I like Russell, the first one is two like two hours and like almost twenty minutes. I can't recall yeah. last time I was I was as bored watching a movie as I was watching Star Trek the motion picture. I've never seen I told like I literally could give you let's see, probably from like maybe first contact, Nemesis, those films, like the newer age Star Trek films, I think is the ones that I kind of grew well, not grew up watching because I never even really watched the TV shows, but they were always like kind of a spectacle to go see. In the theater, because I mean it's Star Trek. It's 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 the name. You yeah, know I, I mean? you're I, I gonna see it. I didn't really get into Star Trek until like the re- the reboot came along. The the O nine one. I really okay. I really love the O nine one, and it got me into oh, yeah. the O-9, other. Oh yeah, O nine fantastic. Like older stuff. I never like I, it, it been a while since I actually like, sat down and watched all the films. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting. Yeah, I, I'd say in, Insurrection, Nemesis, and I think maybe First Contact, or maybe the like the, the ones that I had seen. I'm, I'm guessing maybe right. in the theaters. Yeah, like Russell, I'm not even joking. Like the the <laughs> the motion picture has an eight minute sequence of Pod docking on the Enterprise. Like it's fucking. That's what everybody says. Like everybody it's the says worst. The, the second one, the the Wrath of uh, is it the second Khan, one, the Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Like it, that that is one of the like, most the single biggest improvements I've seen from a first film to a sequel. Well, that's crazy. I'm definitely have to check them out. Though I've always kind of wanted to. If you, if you have uh, never, uh, if you have Prime, I think mo- most of them are on there. I think it's one through Insurrection, are all on Prime. Oh well, shit. Yeah, we got Prime, so yeah, might have to might have to do that. Because I know uh, Beck actually grew up because her dad's a big Trekkie, uh-huh. um, and uh, she likes Star Trek. So yeah, might have to give that a shot. I think we're gonna try tonight to watch. Uh, I'm gonna go buy the Rise of Skywalker. I think and watch that because she hasn't seen that yet. Oh, yeah. 
you, and you, should, you know, you should watch Knives Out. Finally, <laughs> I do. I do have it. <laughs> I bought it. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know? Do you know who? who do you know who done it? I have no idea who did it. Okay, that's good. You should get on that before someone spoils it for you. I, I I do need to. Like I said, I have it. I'm, I'm literally I'm literally staring right at it right now. Um, we just watched uh, Doctor Sleep because she hadn't seen that. Um, and I obviously we saw that in the theater, but uh, yeah, she liked that one. That was a pretty good, pretty good one. All right, so uh, you know that's that's where we're at right now. But time to talking to our regular segment. First of which is uh, trailer talk, and we actually have it. It's back this week because we had some stuff drop. Uh, anything great? We'll see. The first trailer we're talking about is for you know I'm gonna fl- I'm gonna flip flop and talk about the joke one first because we, it's a trailer for a movie called oh, God. Sur- Survive the Night. This is an action thriller yeah. starring Chad Michael Murray and Bruce Willis, which it's crazy it's to think. One like, Tree Hill's own. Watch, Chad yeah, Michael One Tree Hill's own Chad Michael Murray. Which is, it's weird to think like this movie came out in like 2003. This be a huge deal. Oh, because again, you know, Chad Michael Murray was like on the top. Like he had, uh, he was in House of Wax. He was in a lot of those, like Cinderella Story with um, Hilary Duff. Wait, was he, he was in oh, a lot he of those in that types one, wasn't of he? films. That's right, he was. Uh, he also yeah, went uh, Freaky yeah. Friday. Freaky oh. Friday wasn't Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, see, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I get confused with him and Shane West. Uh, but yeah, um, I I, I yeah, he was thinking. big. He was big back. And shit, Bruce Willis was for a while was Bruce Willis. Like he was, he was a star. Now he's making like terrible. VOD movies and this looks like to be following that suit because it's about a guy uh, who he's a surgeon and he has to operate on these two uh, home invaders, kind of like Funny Games, minus minus the comedy or minus any brains, yeah. or like Death Wish if there was like Van, like I don't know if if he was Death Wish if Paul if he Paul was Kersey, helping the people that broke into his house if Paul yeah. Kersey was in the house. If Paul Kersey, no, if somebody broke into Paul Kersey's house or whatever, then he tried to like I don't know, operate on or whatever. I don't yeah. fucking know. Oh, and he, oh, he was a, he was a surgeon, wasn't he? That's that's right. Yeah, that's the, they they really they they switched that because remember in the uh, Bronson when he was an architect, he was an architect, yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, this movie looks really this movie looks not super great. But hey, we're only talking about because it it's a trailer we got. And we miss we miss trailers. Uh, and it's it's funny. It's, it's, when, at the end of the trailer, it says in select theaters and on VOD, you gotta like make something or other. Just like <laughs> that's what sure. That's what you know. It's like listen, this shit ain't gonna be on the theaters. This thing's gonna be straight on VOD. Well, nothing's gonna. Well, is anything uh, gonna, is anything gonna be out in theaters? I mean, let's just let's get that out right. I mean, anything like I was joking, theaters? I was joking around to you. Like, what are we gonna do for like Again, best we'll, of? Man? We'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about that when we get there, but. We'll have a tangent on that in a bit. Uh, second show we're talking about is for a Netflix movie. Who are they are killing the game right now? Most because no no one can go outside. It's for a animated film called The Willow Beats, stop motion animated movie, which you know I'm always all for. Uh, about <laughs> it also kind of got a dark edge because they have these kids who like plot to have their parents murdered, <laughs> and now they're on the yeah. run from the government. This movie looks insane, and I'm. Honestly, I'm kind of into it. Russell, what do you think about the trailer for the Willoughbys? Yeah, it got. It, I literally had shades of like Coraline, kind of like that dark ass feel it to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but totally, uh, totally on board. I, I absolutely, I actually am looking forward to this. Um, kind of how you said, like, there's really nothing else coming out. Netflix really owns it. That you know, that Tiger King really has kind of like 
really been the talk in, of Netflix and you know what else are we doing we're not doing anything else so yeah this I'm 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 absolutely, I'm looking forward to this I think this is going to be pretty good yeah, let me just uh, find the cast because it actually has like a pretty respectable cast for an animated film. Uh, you got Ricky Gervais, Martin Short, Maya Rudolph, Alessia Cara, who I guess is still doing stuff. Because <laughs> you really kind of kind of fizzled out in the past few years. Terry Crews, who I yeah. love, Jane Krakowski, and uh, not really directed by anybody super notable, but I do li- I like the style. I think it looks again it looks slightly <laughs> slightly twisted, which I dig. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm all for it. It's set to release on Netflix April twenty second, twenty twenty. And that's it for trailer talks. We now move on to notorious news. And first of which, we have to start off by talking about the latest, uh, the latest uh, Corona Corona casualties. Is what we're calling them now. Because since our last recording, they're growing, man. Oh, they they are they are growing. Because yeah, uh, WB and Sony have thrown the, thrown the hats at the ring is uh, backing off of dates. Uh, we talked about last time how there's speculation about how Wonder Woman might go straight to streaming. That is not the case, It'll, but it is being delayed until August of this year. Uh, and they, in addition to that, they also uh, Scoob man, they plug got pulled on that, and as well as in the Heights. So, you know, our boy PJ Campbell, he's off in the corner crying somewhere, probably still. Uh, yeah, yeah, both of those delayed indefinitely, uh, and uh, Sony as well, also. <laughs> Uh, pulling some pulling streams. They have basically removed their entire summer slate. Like Ghostbusters, gone. Uh, Morbius, gone. Uncharted, like that was happening anyways. But regardless, gone. Uh, yeah. So we have six major movies that got release date changes. I think. Uh, let me see. Ghostbusters coming out March of next year. I believe Morbius is coming out May of next year. It's, got, it's like May or June, some somewhere in that vein. Or maybe July. Yeah, I think it's May. Okay, yeah, I think it is May. And uh, Uncharted, if it ends up shooting at all, which I still highly doubt, is set for October of next year. So, okay, so we have six movies that got changed. So it's One Roman 84, Scoob, In the Heights, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Morbius, and I guess Uncharted counts in this also. Uh, of the ones, you know, let's take Uncharted out because none of us are really sad about losing that one. What's, what's your biggest loss? I think I know your answer. Is it Ghostbusters? Yeah, I would say Ghostbusters, probably. Uh, it was the one I was most looking forward to. Morbius, not so much. I mean, In the Heights, yeah, I mean, I, I always like a good musical, but it wasn't something that really, you know, wasn't, I didn't even put my, like, honorable mentions for my top ten most anticipated. Um, and how about my number one's already out on uh, video on demand? The way, the way <laughs> back, yeah, I can finally watch it. The way back, dude, yeah. Um yeah, it, it is super crazy. This is a super crazy year. Uh, but like, we'll always have stories about 2020, though. Oh my god! Well, yeah, like you were saying, like if, like God forbid, no more movies come out this year. Like, what? What's gonna happen? Like, what, yeah, what's gonna happen? Does Doolittle do? Does do Doolittle win Best Picture? No, it doesn't. I'm even, just even, even with the, that's, <laughs> no, that's, I'm that's, absolutely joking. That's that thing's ba- that's, a lot for Razzies. That's bad. That's bad boys for life all day. Oh, bad boys for life. Like. I sit back and I'm just like, man, this really sucks. Like, yeah, like we, I, we're in, I, I, we're in April yeah. already, and Sonic is still in the top I've, ten grossing movies. It's still in like the top three grossing movies of the year. Oh, and fun fact, it's on iTunes now too. Yeah. To buy. Well, and and, and, yeah. it made, and it made its money, so. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those years where, like, I think I've maybe a little bit under maybe twenty films I've seen twenty twenty releases, which I mean. Damn near all of them. I missed 
Emma, I still need to see. I still need to see. Um, oh, what the hell is the other one about the um, oh, the, the, hunt. the hunt? Yeah, the hunt. I still need to see that. Um, Man, I still need it, to see that uh, country, country uh, movie with the, the singer and stuff. Oh, I still believe the, the Christian movie. Yeah, yeah, you know me. It's, uh, it's something to watch, man. I don't know, whatever. Um, Fuck it. <laughs> get, but yeah, get a, get a dude. Yeah, I mean, like, what else we got? I mean, we we got nothing else. Like, that's might as well knock all these twenty twenties out—the ones that you can actually get and, and 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 see. You know, I just feel bad for Onward, man. I think you and I kind of champion that film. Yeah. Um, it really sucks that this really movie's does. really gonna. <laughs> this is messing everything up, dude. This is crazy. Um. But once we get out of this, we'll be a better, you know, we'll be better because of it. And on top of it, you know, uh, business will be booming again. People are going to be going out. People are going to want to go out because, you know, they haven't had it for so long. So I think this is only going to help Hollywood in the long run for uh, moviegoers. I'm hoping. Yeah, I I, I really hope people reevaluate how much they love going to the movies because, uh, you know, movie theaters haven't been doing like, Okay, granted, the movies are still doing well, but like movie theaters, especially in America, like aren't doing nearly as well they used to. And they're still doing, yeah. they're still doing fine. They're still doing business, but like, you know, people, people aren't going much to movies anymore. And I really hope this experience, yeah, experience like makes people realize, oh shit, going to movies is a great experience, and we're gonna do it more. Like, I, man, I guarantee the fir- the first movies to come out when all this is over are gonna do fucking huge numbers for sure. Yeah. They will because you know how you said you know that that intimacy of going to a theater the lights darkening you are one with the picture you know what I mean and you just you're in this you're transported you're transfixed in this environment this different world and stuff like that you can escape reality and like you know your your problems and everything else and just kind of tr- like lose yourself for a couple hours and watch a film I mean like there's nothing li- quite like it it's it's a super intimate feeling that uh, I hope other people miss too along with, like, obviously all of art, like us, like moviegoers and stuff like that. Okay, now, looking at the release calendar right now, uh, so looking the next major movie that still has their release date set is SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run. Now, does this, wow. does this move, and if so, what, what, are you, what are you betting one? Okay, so what is it slated for right now? May 22nd. I think it gets pushed back. Um, it gets pushed just because of everything. Because I mean, technically, you're unlocked now. We're like in the quarantine phase until the end of April, uh, technically. So you're looking at May. I I could see them pushing this to like a July or August release. I could see s- keep the summer release just because I think we're going to have things are going to get back to normal around like the summertime. I, I would hope. So I would say that they bump it back maybe just a couple months. I keep it in the summer though, because it's like a you know SpongeBob. It's a beachy type, you know what I mean? Theme. Uh, I, I would I would just kind of like maybe like a July August slate maybe for this. All right, that's fair. Because I mean, what else? I mean, what, what else? I mean, you and the thing about it is they have their have their pick of the litter. They can move. There's a lot of apps to where they can plug the to film into, you know. Right, right. So yeah, I, I bet it moves. Okay, now so we're gonna we're gonna place bets on day. So whoever gets closer wins. When do they announce the SpongeBob Sponge of the Run moves? Who's his release date? When do we they announce it? Yes. Um, I would go. I'd say within the next couple of weeks. Next couple. Okay. Well, pick a day. 
All right. Uh, tomorrow's April 1st. When do they usually announce that type of stuff? Uh, let's go uh, April 14th. 14th? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, to up you. I'm going to say a 10th. So we're okay. Gonna, so we're going we're gonna to see who wins. Okay. Watch, 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 <laughs> watch, it, be like, watch it be like tomorrow. <laughs> or, April, or April 12th. <laughs> or April 12th. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. Other news to talk about. Let's see, let's see what, what else has been happening. Not a whole lot, but there's some cool stuff. First, what you talked about last week about how Rosario Dawson is, is joining Mandalorian Season 2 as Sokotano. Has to be some more additions mm-hmm. now. First of which is one that's confirmed, one that's speculative. But the one that's confirmed is one Mr. Michael Bean of Terminator and Aliens mm-hmm. fame. Yeah, he is set to uh, be in the second season. I think is a great addition. Granted, you haven't, you haven't watched the first season yet, so you don't know. So you don't know. I have not. But it seems, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what, like I don't know what we're buying here yet. The the, the casting movie seems like they're like leaning like heavily towards like stars of yesteryear because it's season one that brought in Carl Weathers and Nick Nolte and Werner Herzog. So yeah, it seems yeah. like they're they have like a distinct type they like to cast for this one. But I, I I like Michael Bean as an actor. I think he's really cool. It's it's gonna be nice to see him look at like a major project again because we haven't really. It's been a while since we've seen Michael Bean in anything. I can't remember last, last time I saw yeah. him in a major movie. But this is still cool. And the specula- spec the speculative one, the uh, speculation comes from that she was seen on the set. So she might be, she might not. The speculation is that Jamie Lee Curtis of Terror Train fame has joined Mandalorian season two. Again, not confirmed, but let's just <laughs> let's just pretend it is for a second. Do, would you want to see Jamie Lee Curtis? in the Star Wars universe. I mean, why not? I mean, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. You know what I mean? I think she's like Hollywood royalty in her own, you know, scream queen. You know what I mean? I, I, why not? Sure. Yeah, her, and her career is like really like elevated in the past couple of years, especially. Yeah, with Halloween, the, you know, the reboot of that. And yeah, even Knives Out. I, yeah. Yeah, Knives Out. She's got two Halloween sequels that, Currently have currently have their release dates might change hopefully not, <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, I'd be down for either to join. Uh, see other news talking about do, 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 do. what else what else we got? Uh, well, China was gonna was gonna reopen theaters, but then they decided to not do that. Uh, oh, okay here, here's one. Uh, there's a report going around that. Uh, George Miller has been looking for a casting for his Furiosa Mad Max spinoff. And, he, and for the lead, he's been looking at none other than Miss Anya Taylor-Joy of New Mutants fame to carry the torch that Charlie Theron once did in Mad Max Fury Road. So, uh, Russell, what would you say... Okay, first of all, what would you say to a Furiosa spinoff? How, how are you in the first Mad Max Fury Road? And would you want to see... Would you want to see Charlize come back and tell like a story in her own, or, or would you be more interested in a prequel of Furiosa? I would rather. I mean, I would rather have Charlize come back. I mean, that would just make sense because I think you know she was so badass in the uh, you know Mad Max Fury Road that why wouldn't you want to bring her back? Um, yeah, I, I would. I would stick with Charlize. You know, stick with what got you there. You know. Okay, I I think Fury. I think I could go with either, but the fact that it's a prequel, I'm also I'm also kind of in love with Anna Taylor Joy. <laughs> I, I want to see her work. I mean, no, she's a good, she's a good actress, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would ra- I'd rather have see Charlie Theron do a spin. Well, I mean, I I think like her backstory could because because we don't know a whole lot about it. 
I think could lead to a very interesting film. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm just down for more Mad Max because I love Fury Road so fucking much, <laughs> and I'm ready to get back in that universe if George Miller just make another movie. Uh, let's see what what else we got to talk about. Um, oh, here here's another one that I find really interesting. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is set to produce and star in a feature-length adaptation of Dragon's Lair. Uh, Dragon's Lair, for those of you who don't play video games or aren't ancient, Russell, I'm assuming you know a lot about this. Do you, okay, do you know what Dragon's Lair is? I've heard of it. It's a, Yeah, it's it? an older game, I was going to say. I've definitely heard of it. Okay, so yeah, uh, Dragon's Lair was a game created by Don Bluth in the mid-'80s. And, okay, it might, it might have been the late-'80s. Regardless, uh, it, was a, it was a different kind of video game because what it did, it blended like hand-drawn 2D style animation to a game format which was un- unseen no one no one could replicate at the time the thing about the game though it was fucking impossible <laughs> like yeah like seriously like you can buy it on PlayStation right now and just like play it it's fucking it's 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 ridiculously hard it's it's deceptively hard based on the look of the game yeah but think about but like it's actually a game that would translate very well to a film that I think because it is already very story driven. It has a good sense of humor about it. I think it would fit really well. I, I would I would love to see an anim- an animated like two D version of this movie. But uh, if we have to settle, if we got to settle for a live action with Ryan Reynolds at the helm, I'm I'm all for it. Russell, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be fun. I mean, it's a you know it's a story you know a beloved you know old school video game. Uh, and I, I guess Ryan's probably taking this on because I'm sure he's kind of passionate about the project. So, oh, yeah. yeah, why not? He clearly loves the 80s between this and the Clue reboot. Seriously. Or was Clue... No, Clue was it. Clue was the 80s. That's. I'm, oh, I don't know why I got confused for a second. Yeah, Clue... Was no, it, Clue was the 80s. Was it 85? We released it. The movie? Yeah, the movie. <sighs> I think it was 85. I'm, I'm like... Let me look real fast. Uh, I'm like, pretty sure. Might have been like 85 or 85 sounds, sounds... Movie release dates. 85 sounds right. It's uh, 85, yeah. Okay, yes. Haha, <laughs> Shmo down. Uh, and the last story we're talking about right now is the fa- is that, uh, oh, if, uh, fast, if F9 the Fast Saga didn't get your adrenaline and man juices flowing enough... That sounded wrong. Uh-oh, here we, uh, here we go. According to Dwayne Johnson, we are getting, we are officially getting a Hobbs and Shaw sequel. Beep, 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 beep. Hooray. Not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised, because the first one didn't make a good amount of money. But the, the interesting thing about this one is the fact that uh, there's speculation that Keanu Reeves might come on board to play the villain. Uh, for, well, Whoa. Let me do. Whoa. Ana, <laughs> I, I, drive, I drive fast cars. <laughs> I will say now. Let me just say, I think Keanu Reeves is miles above this franchise, much like I thought it was miles above this franchise. But if there's something that can get me interested in another Fast and Furious movie, it's throwing in it's throwing in Keanu fucking Reeves. Now, would you be inter- would you be interested? Are you interested in Hobbs and Shaw too? And just uh, throwing in Keanu Reeves excite you? I mean, you know I me. Mean, I like the the Rock. I always think he he really you know brings it no matter what. I mean, Hobbs and Shaw the first one was just fine. It it was the movie that you pretty much thought it was going to be, one of those action packed films with crazy, you know, stunt work and you know CGI and stuff like that. It was fun. I mean, was it a perfect film? No. But it, this this next one's going to be just like that. They're going to probably up the stakes again, just like the Fast and Furious movies do, just like the Mission Impossible movies do. 
kind of constantly pushing the boundaries of like, I mean, let's be honest, the Fast and Furious is a lot more far-fetched than Mission Impossible stuff. But oh, um, whoa. I don't. You don't say. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, like the whole, you know, the, the whole string of cars and the fucking Hobbs and Shaw. And then you had what? The F, you know, F9 or whatever, like he just saga. goes over the cliff and it just happens to, you know, clip clip onto the front of his car. Okay. I'd rather see Tom Cruise hang on an airplane. Oh. That's just me. But, oh, uh, I, I, I'd, um, I'd rather see Tom Cruise eat a bowl of cereal than watch Fast <laughs> No, but it's going to be fun. And yeah, and Keanu Reeves, I, I'm kind of curious to see how they kind of blend him into all this. Well, um, well and, and the interesting thing is that uh, he was... He was like originally heavily rumored to be a part of the first one, but I think either yeah. that didn't go through or scenes got cut or something. But yeah, they clearly had bigger plans for a villain for like because well, spoiler for Hobbs and Shaw, there's clearly a bigger villain behind Idris Elba's character, Bricks and Hicks. Don't ask how I remembered that. Oh, yeah, but oh, yeah, maybe Keanu Reeves is playing that guy, and I'd be, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Be, be kind of cool. Yeah, so uh, Hobbs and Shaw 2, Havana Nights, coming soon. <laughs> the theater to the theater near you. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, we now come to the time where uh, it's time for our review. And, Russell, this is our conclusion of Pirates Month. Yay. Jack Sparrow. Jack, Jack, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, and... and uh, Sparrow. To, uh, to, we, can't, we, can't, we can't break now. Uh, uh, to conclude Pirates Month, we're, of course, talking about the fifth installment of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. A title that and then I'm he would surprised. Breathe. He'll breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Uh, I can't. Well, I'm not going to that. So, yeah. So, a little backstory on this one. After, the, after Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides grossed. Uh, over a billion dollars. A fifth film was was no question put in development, but it spent oh. several years in development hell, went through various scripts, went through various iterations. Budget was a big problem, as you'd expect, considering the fourth one was the most expensive film of all time. Uh, it, was, it was stop and go for quite some time, but then they got it back on track. Uh, Rob Mar- They wanted Rob Marshall to come back. But he he chose to do Into the Woods instead of this one, uh, so they we had to go Verbinski. He didn't he didn't feel like doing it, so like I'm gonna do Cure for Wellness instead. And so they reached out to your next logical conclusion: two foreign directors who nobody's ever heard of. Absolutely, I mean it's it's all the natural progression. Uh, but in in, yeah. in in all fairness, though, uh, Joaquin, Ro- Joaquin Roning and Espen Sandberg, uh, they're known for just doing some pretty good work. Like their movie Contiki is actually pretty solid. And that's the one that uh, deals with like a lot of like water type scene, which is what ended up getting the job. <clears throat> However, even regardless of uh, you know getting directors and getting the thing back on track, it was supposed to come. This movie was supposed to come out in 2015, which I think might have helped it, considering how's we end up doing, which we'll get to later. Uh, both in 2015, then it got pushed back 2016, then it got pushed back once again to 2017 to when it actually came out. And it yeah. came out, and it made money. Like this, this movie is not a flop by any means, but it didn't didn't make nearly as much as four or any of the other sequels. In fact, it was the lowest grossing since the first one. That's the only one it's 
it's higher than. But it's all it's also wasn't critically well received. But is that warranted? Let's find out. This is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. So we open up with I think I think it's a, it's a flashback scene. So we Oh, also the uh, logo this time. No, mer- no mermaids. No, mer- no mermaids. Yeah, that is a serious movie God, this time. <laughs> yes, we're going. Ba- we're going back to the roots. We're going back to the curse of the black pearl. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we open up with uh, with a young boy going out to sea, ties himself to a bag of rocks, and throws himself into the ocean. So yeah, if uh, you really missed the antics of the child execution from Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, don't worry, we got child attempted suicide in this one. Disney. <laughs> okay. He... Seriously, man. What are you... What were you saying? No, I was saying, seriously, Disney, what are you doing? Okay. They like to keep it dark, man. In, in all fairness, though, he's not actually trying to kill himself. He is trying to land himself onto the Flying Dutchman, a ship he just somehow knows how to find. I don't, I'm not going to question it. Why should you? Uh, he... He goes to the bottom of the ocean, lands on the deck, and we see the ship come up. And in case you forgot what ship this is, don't worry. They hang on the name for a good, like, 20, 30 seconds. Well, yeah. In case you're confused for that other green ship that had teeth. <laughs> yeah, we find out that this is Henry Turner, son of William Turner, who is back in this movie once again played by Orlando Bloom. Weird thing about this opening scene is the fact that you listen to some of his lines, especially the first one, it's like, Henry what have you done? Like, like really? That was your best take? In fact, this whole scene plays like they took Orlando, they had Orlando Bloom for one take and didn't ask for another. Uh, yeah, he just like completely fell out of the game because it had been six years since the previous film. It just seemed like he was just kind of well, like also ten years cruise he, control. In this. Also ten years since he played Will Turner the last time. Oh yeah, because he wasn't, yeah. He wasn't yeah, in yeah. for but yeah. he wasn't in for that's right. My God, yeah, it's been over ten years. Wow, it's like he didn't know how to play him. But yeah, and I, I also I don't chalk it to Orlando Bloom. I don't think it's all his fault because he is a very capable actor. I just chalk it to bad direction. Because like yeah, yeah. you you, you could have gotten a better take than this. But anyways, it, it, Henry's here seeing me. Just like I want I wanted to see you, father. Once every ten, I'm sick of you being a deadbeat. <laughs> once every ten years isn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's like, so he's like, look. I think I found something that can break a curse. And he's like, "You can't break my curse. Look at me." And he's got and he started growing like barnacles. So it implies he's not doing his job very well. <laughs> if if I understand the logic yeah. of this world correctly, and Caleb Coe is not here to help us. Uh, so yeah, it's implied he's not doing his job very well. And he's just like, "You need to get out here before the crew before the crew shows up." And you know the crew's not going to show up because Disney was not about to pay money to animate the fish people once again. And he's like. <laughs> Look, I think I got something that can help you. The Trident of Poseidon, called All the Curses of the Sea. I'm going to find it with Jack Sparrow. Like, you stay away from Jack. Understandably so, because Jack Sparrow did kind of screw him in the past. I mean, he did link him to, to ferry a boat for eternity. I just like how the, this Trident is the one that's going to undo everything, though. Yeah, everything. Like, it's like, you know what? We got we to gotta figure out all this shit that we did. Uh, what the hell? Trident undoes everything. Yeah, that, that's our thing of power this time. But he, he cuts Henry loose. Yeah. He's like, you got to let me go, son. The Dutchman goes back under, and yeah, that is almost the last we'll see of Orlando Bloom in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Paycheck in hand, Orlando Bloom exits the movie. Oh, Wilter. 
and this this is the weird he, he, thing. Will Turner made way more money than his son. This, this, I bet he did. And this is the weird thing I find about this movie because I remember when this was announced way back in like D twenty three twenty fifteen, it was like a huge deal. Like we're gonna make Pirates five, and Will Turner is coming back. He's coming back to this franchise. Yeah. And then like I remember seeing the market just like I don't see a lot of Will Turner in these things. Is he bar- is he barely in this movie? And yeah, that's the case. He, Will Turner is literally in the first five minutes, the last five minutes, and the post credit scene. It's just, yeah, and that's it. So literally, probably like ten minutes of scream time. Probably, maybe less. But the thing yeah. is, like you have you have Orlando Bloom, like a fran- like a recognizable face in this franchise. Fucking use him, especially because the fact that he hasn't been around his son. Use that to build that, you know, that fatherly bond with between him and his son. You know what I mean? Like, at least do that because, like, you had him leave at the end of three, gone for, you know, you know, ten years or twelve years or whatever, how many years, nine years or whatever. Um, yeah, like, why not? Why not do that? Have have a story between him and his son. Not to me- not to mention, you find out later in the movie that the villains in this film are the dead who are ruling the seas. Uh, yeah. Just quick check. Which character is supposed to be watching over the dead at sea? Yeah. <laughs> like, you had the perfect opportunity to bring him back, and you didn't take it. Yeah, it's like you have a better bond between, you know, um, Skarsgård and, and Orlando Bloom for uh, Will and his dad. You have more of a bond between those guys than Henry and his dad. Like, it's kind of like, really? Yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's, it's it, they they didn't utilize a good thing that they had here. Yeah, yeah, you, you you had him, man. Fucking fucking give give him some give him something to do. Uh, but regardless, we don't have Seriously. Orlando Bloom. We have his blander counterpart, Henry Henry play Henry Turner, played by Brent, played the older version by Brenton Thwaites, who's a fine actor, and I will say he actually does look quite a bit like Orlando Bloom. He does the mannerisms pretty well, though. So you can you can definitely tell. He got the Orlando Bloom hair. He has the like the mannerisms and like how the the soft talking. You know, he looks um, he looks he more, does all that well. He looks more like Orlando Bloom's son than Orlando Bloom looks like Stellan Skarsgård's son. I'll say that. Oh, absolutely for sure. Yeah, but anyways, we see that he's on a naval ship and they're going into something called the Devil's Triangle, which I don't believe is the same thing as the Bermuda Triangle, but I could be wrong. It's 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 not good. That's pretty much what we we get from it. Basically, so uh, they're they're chasing after a pirate ship to go into this like rock cave, and then they get ambushed by the new villain, these new ghost pirates, because it's the only villain we could have in this in these films. It's got got to be some kind of supernatural pirates. Absolutely. But and it's funny, like because they see a ship in the distance and it's like open fire, and I swear the cannons get go into like full automatic. <laughs> yeah, because they, they shoot off way more cannonballs than cannons they have. Seriously. Yeah. So uh, the ship gets raided by these new ghost pirates. They go they go down to the prison cells and the dude. Ne- okay, actually, first of all, I got to touch on this because we say he's looking for Jack Sparrow. The dude that's on next to him just says like the the weirdest line it doesn't tie into anything, and he just like Jack yeah. Sparrow. Oh, he's dead. He's in an unmarked grave and such and such. Just like. Why? Yeah, it's like why? Like why was that included? Like, why was that included? Like it would be cool if like that actually like progressed the story. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, like nothing to do with it. Like and like people like I it'd be one thing like people believed he was dead and he was like in hiding somewhere. But no, yeah. we, we find out later in the movie that's not the case. So why was that line even in there? 
they clearly know Jack's still alive. That's hence the reason why they're looking for him. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like he he doesn't say it super convincingly anyway, and it's and it's throwaway lines. Very dumb dialogue here. Yeah, but anyways. Uh, the Ghost Pirates go back go back to the bottom cell, and we meet the main villain of the Ghost Pirates, Capitan Salazar, played by well, we have Penelope Cruz in the last movie. We may as well get her husband now, Javier Bardem. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> that's that's one thing. I don't know if you noticed that, but he he never says Jack Sparrow the same way twice. Can I tell you? I will say the couple things I do like about about uh, Captain Salazar and his crew, though. I love the fact that um, they the the ashiness of them. Like you can see the ash like. Like flailing off of them as they're I walking, do. I think and that's really kind of cool. I will say, I think these designs I, are actually pretty. I think the designs are actually pretty creative because. The, and I love, I love Bartum's hair. How it's always like, like it's always like moving. Yeah, because like it's, like, it's, it's, it's really cool. It, yeah, it looks like they've been like blown up, but they're still, but they're still like underwater, yeah. but they're still together. It's, it's a really like inspired like, design yeah. design choice. But it takes a lot of like special attention to detail to to do that, and I I really commend that. Now watching this again, kind of I think you and I both got something out of this differently. Yeah. As you know, and we'll talk about that at the end. But we got something out of this that we didn't. I, I don't think nor uh, originally think that we were going to get out of it. You know what I mean? Right. Um. I I just love that. I love that attention to detail. I love the ash. Like as they're walking, you can see the ash coming off of them. And I, like I said, kind of like how it's like almost like there's water swishing his hair around, yeah, but you can't see like, anything. I just think it like looks really cool. It's like they're still underneath the water. I think that's a really. I think it's a really. The look yeah. of them. It's definitely way more interesting than the, the zombie pirates and pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but anyways, uh, we okay. So he goes, he kills the dude in the next cell, and he's just like looking for Jack Sparrow. You tell him death, oh, come for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't appease. I tell him myself, but dead men. We may as well look at the camera. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> and then I'll go do 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 do. Like a little James Bond thing, like an opening credit scene <laughs> of them. Like you see, like. Chicks and stuff like that on oh, the yeah. and, and like bo- cannons flying slowly across the, but yeah, <laughs> the screen. I, but I, I do I do love oh, the whole God. idea. I do love the whole idea of just like you go to like all right. I'm gonna leave you alive. Go tell the tale. How you just killed my entire crew? I'm not gonna get out of here. Yeah. So we'll wait. So Demantelna, like uh, yeah. Demi- but I I do like like I said I do like Salazar. I I do. Um, and then he's always like, it looks like he's chewing that Pee Wee Herman's gum uh, from, uh, <laughs> yeah. remember yeah, Pee Wee's yeah. Big Adventure, like that trick gum? Right. And well, he's with yeah, He has like the ink coming out of his mouth. I think Javier Bardem is doing a fine job. Problem, problem with Salazar that I have is the fact that I don't think they can really, I don't think they really know which direction they want to go with him. Like, like, yeah. like they're, like he, like for a villain like this, you can either be. Like super serious and like super, like is business like in business like treating this like the most dramatic thing ever. Like think think like Javier Bardem's character in uh in uh, No Country for Old Men, but he still has all the, like the CGI yeah. crap around him. Or you could yeah. go the opposite and go like really big and like really like bombastic, really expressive. They try to toe the line between the two of them, and I think it would be better if they just, yeah. if they just committed to one. 
Yeah, and then we don't get a whole lot. Like, we get a small backstory about him, but not enough to be, like, engaged with the character. Right. Like, not like like before, like, Davy Jones or, you know, a Barbosa, Barbosa or anything like that. We, we, we see those a lot more stories with those guys. Well, yeah, cool, because both of them had, like, really interesting backstories behind them. Here, I mean, and it's... That, and that was cool, though. Yeah, they kind of went away from that. Yeah, but, well, anyways, cut, cutting to the next scene. Uh, we then meet our, our, our main character, Karina Smith, a woman who is being who is on trial or being sentenced to death because they believe she is a witch. A joke that they really run into the ground in this movie. Yeah, it's like, we get it. Okay, we get it. Yeah. But she's played by Kaya Scodelario, who, in my opinion, is the best part of this film. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, cause I, th- I, think she's, I think she's a really good actress. I think she's a great up-and-comer. She was great in Crawl. She has that like kind of like genre queen kind of vibe to her. It's kind of like a young Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, no, I, I would say that. It's like, but we need, she does, you know, breathe some new life into this franchise because we do kind of miss, like, Kira Knightley from the first three a little bit. So I think she really does pick it up pretty well yeah. in this one. Yeah, no, she, she has what we can and she does try to make her character at least a little different from Elizabeth Swan. But anyways, yeah, I respect that though. I I do like that. But but anyway, in this town that they're in, we see there's a bank opening, and we and like there's like no one's ever gonna rob this bank, and then they open the safe, and who is in there? None other than Captain Jack Sparrow, or so we're told. Now remember when his entry used to be a big deal? Yeah, yeah. This is by far the least epic of his entrances, or least interesting. <laughs> Like it's 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 on par yeah, I, it's on agree. par with the Joker's introductions in Suicide Squad. He's just kind of there. And it's like, oh, yeah, you, know, so, you you're coming yeah, into the like, movie. Oh, don't forget me. Used to be a big deal. Also, <laughs> it is funny because like they he's in he's in the safe. He's in there with like the banker's wife. But he cuts to like the watch. He's she's clear. There's clearly no one in there. <laughs> that's what I that's what I didn't understand. I'm like when he came out and like she all of a sudden laying down in there. I'm like, dude, that thing was empty. Like it was just Jack in there. Yeah, so uh, it turns out he is there to rob the bank. Uh, and in the back, they have uh, Gibbs, Scrum, uh, Marty, who we were told was lost when the Black Pearl sank, but turns out that's not the case. Uh, nope. They're all trying to <laughs> they're all trying to rob this this new bank coming in. And I will say this leads to an actually pretty cool idea for an opening action sequence because they try to like. Hitch, hitch ropes the safe and then pull that out, kind of like Fast and Furious or like Fast Five. Yeah. But instead, they instead the whole building comes off. Which this is kind of fun. It's a fun opening scene, though. Yeah, no, it's actually a really, it's actually a, a quite clever idea. And you know, it, it'd be even more interesting. Like this was if this wasn't like an accident. If this was like the whole pl- the plan all along, I think that'd be, I think it'd be a little. Yeah. It'd be kind of more interesting. But yeah, you see these horsebacks are like taking this building all around this town, and yeah, it actually does. It does have some some pretty some pretty good staging, some pretty like pretty funny moments. And but despite the fact that Johnny Depp, look, we've seen him slow up, but I don't think he I don't think he hasn't given less of a fuck about, about playing Jack Sparrow as he has in this movie. I think he almost knew that this was a for him. I think he knew he was already kind of done. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just a paycheck right now for him. You know what I mean? I mean, we can talk. We can talk about this now, but yeah, the Jack Sparrow in this movie is 
not at all the same Jack Sparrow we got in previous films. No, you, it's it's like almost like watered down. You know what I mean? Like a he, lot more. He feels like watered down. A Dis- he feels like a Disneyland imitation of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, like when you're on the ride, the yeah, the animatronic. <laughs> Yeah, because like yeah, you yeah. watch it and he's not at all. He's not taking this seriously at all. He's like acting like a drunk fool the entire time, and that's that's not what we like about Jack Sparrow. I mean, yeah, he, as much as he came across as a drunken fool, we know he was secretly a badass in the end. And I think, but again, I think this is what we what we were talking about though is having putting all the weight on Sparrow to lead this whole entire film. You that's know what true. I mean? This is kind of the one where he had never done that before. He always had you know, Karen Knightley or, you know, Orlando Bloom or Jeffrey Rush and like all that. So I think this is a little bit more than they could handle with him trying to really carry his own in this yeah. one. And I think what, the, what they miss with this one is the fact that, I mean, I've, I've said it before in this movie. And like, if he, he's always, the, if he's not the smartest person in the room. He's always the most clever. He always, he's always like three steps ahead of the, of the enemy. Kind of like, you know, kind of like Yoda where his antics yeah. are deceptive, but in the end he gets results here. He uh-huh. doesn't, in this movie, he doesn't do that. And like in reality, he kind of, he kind of just like trips and falls, and he just so happens to do something that goes his way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really, I really do not like what they did with Jack Sparrow in this movie. Now he's like flat. He's super flat in this film. Yeah, but anyways, uh, J- <laughs> Jack Sparrow is going around. He encounters Karina in an astrologist's place, and. I, I I will admit I do like this this line where it's like there's a witch in the power of my shop. Well, it's your lucky day. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, they're they're still rolling along. Oh, we also forgot to mention there's like a British military captain played by David Wenham from Three Hundred. Random random casting and not really a great time for him because he was in the first season of Iron Fist when this premiered. <laughs> when the, when this opened. but we but we don't get a whole lot from him either in this the we, rest of this film we, either. We really don't. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. But Yeah. Yeah. Now I gotta say I do like the way this chase ends where they're going over where they're going like through like the the tunnel and Jack Sparrow has like yeah. Marty like Marty McFly over the over the arch. I think I do think that was like a re- really cool visual. Now this would be a re- and also like I said before this would be a really cool type opening if the heist worked. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. This heist doesn't work. All the money falls out of the safe. Yeah, literally, there's one coin in there at the end. It's like really, like it's it's funny, but it's also like you did all that for that, like really. But yeah, yeah but also it's just like we don't want we, like we, as much as we want to see Jack Barrow go for treasure, we don't want to see him like do this much work and fail. Like how much more, how much more how much cooler would this have been if this actually worked? I think it would have been a lot cooler. Yeah, because like, like it's, it'd be a thing like that. The one guy settled like in those earlier movies. It'd be a thing that would happen. You look at it and be like, "That's got to be the greatest pirate I've ever seen." But it's almost like a kind of like how he goes into this film, like kind of like a joke. It's like, oh yeah, he only had one coin in the safe left because it like literally leaked out the whole entire trail from you know from the beginning to the stopping point of it. It's like, eh. It, like jokes on them. It's kind of just it, it is. It just kind of it falls flat though. It's kind of kind of stinks that way. Yeah. Anyways, his crew did is Jack Sparrow. Uh, Will Henry Turner was arrested when he was found on a, when he was found uh, on a piece of driftwood on the shore. He meets he meets Karina, who like they're I can't remember what that what they talk about, but they're trying to work for the same goal now. Except 
one is one believes in you know one is of science, one is of I guess magic. But yeah, this yeah. Is, this whole scene really has nothing to do with this movie except for introducing our main characters to each other. At the same time, Jack Sparrow is going wrong. He's he's down on his luck, which is <laughs> haven't you always wanted to see Jack Sparrow covered in covered in mud and just the laughing stock of the pirate world now? Remember when he was yeah. a pirate remember when he had some dignity? Remember when he was a pirate lord? <laughs> Seriously, good times. But anyways, now this. But now I will say this leads to my one, one of my favorite Jack Sparrow moments in the movie. One of one of two. We'll get to that one later. Uh, he goes into a bar for a drink. He, tr- he decides to trade his compass for a bottle of rum. Now he knows this. Now he knows if he gives this compass away, it's gonna let Javier. It's gonna let out his worst fear, which I believe would be Javier Bardem in this case. And he he knows that. He gives it away. He looks at it and just like, pirate's life. Like it's it's a fascinating line because it's almost like he wants the chase. He wants the thrill. He wants the adventure. Like I I, yeah. I think that's incredibly interesting. It's almost like one more, like one last hurrah or something like that. Yeah. Basically, but yeah, he 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 gives it away. Takes the bottle and. Because uh, Jack Sparrow gave away the compass, a move he did, I God knows how many times in the last three movies, uh, it lets out Javier Bardem and his pirate crew. So yeah, because they were they were trapped inside the Devil's Triangle, but now they're free. Uh, but anyway, uh, and we also see that these guys can do they can do some damage. I do like the effect of their ship because like what theirs does is it's kind of like uh, I don't know how how would you how would you describe it like. A mouth. It, it almost. You mean like with with the mouth or yeah. whatever? Well, when it like, it like, when it like it curls like, up and then like clamps down on it, a ship. It almost like over like I don't know. It's almost like a mouth opening and like just yeah. swallowing in a ship. You know what I mean? I think that's what I would kind of compare it to. The the HMS like, the HMS hungry hungry hippo. Because <laughs> it's one of those things where like it, it's almost like it gets up on like it's like it almost like it has like feet or something like that. And then it just kind of like opens itself up to like take in the ship or whatever. It's actually really cool. Yeah, it's actually like a really neat, really neat design. Again, kicking the shit out of the Queen, Queen Anne's Revenge from the last movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, okay. You know what? I just remember what what uh, Henry and uh, Karina were talking about. See, there's a blood moon tonight, which I guess is the only way in which you can read this uh, map or this book she has, which is supposed to be able to lead them to the Trident. Uh, so. Anyways, in a scene where, well, so like she reads the she reads the book, she realizes that. I'm not sure what she realizes. Just like, oh, it's out there. Oh, sorry, it said follow the stars. So, I guess the stars are gonna point to where they have to go. To that, however, uh, Henry Turner meets Jack Sparrow, and his reaction to this is, I swear, this entire like the entire audience's reaction is like, "You're Jack Sparrow, you, super badass pirate old." <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's he's pantsless in a cell, which yeah, again, all the way I always wanted to see Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I mean, who who wouldn't, you know? Who wouldn't? So yeah, he. So he's just like, look, I need to look. Some bashes going down. I need the trident. I need your help. Meanwhile, we then cut to someone who is usually the best part of this movie, than these movies, but or one of, but even he's kind of slumming in this one. Jeffrey Rush is Captain Barbosa. Yeah. Uh, he. We find out that. Uh, the dead are taking control of the sea, and we also find out that Barbosa's got like a pretty big fleet. Which is, yeah, 
Which and a is... and a gold leg, a gold peg leg now. And a gold peg leg. I'm not sure of his po- I'm not sure of position in the brethren chorus compromise, but here we are. <laughs> uh, we see the de- the dead are taking control of the sea. Speaking of the brethren court, where are they during all this? Shouldn't they be taking umbrage? Yeah, I mean, it's like everything that you think would like everything that we've seen so far. It's like nothing happens like how we how we learned it. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, so it's it's an, an odd what in an odd scene. Like, actually, no, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this a little more because yeah, you introduce a guy taking over the seas, which would be fine if you didn't introduce a network of people who are supposed to be take umbrage of that shit. Yeah, like, like literally supposed to stop that from happening. Where, like, where's yeah, where that doesn't make much sense. Where's yeah. Mistress Ching? Where's Gentleman Jacquard? Where's where's Captain Chef? Where's Captain Cheval? Where are where are all those guys? Uh, they weren't uh, essential employees, I guess. They were not. But you know who is back? <laughs> you know who is back, though? Pirate Drake and Josh. Who? Well, absolutely. Guys whose name I, whose names I still cannot remember, no matter how many times Coho tells me. Oh, man. Uh, in addition to that... I, could, oh, go ahead. I can't remember. Mur, is it Mur... Mur Murtaugh Mur, and... Murtaugh and something, something Murtaugh else. And, Whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, that's all I got. I get you. I get you one. Doesn't matter. But anyways, uh, in addition to that, we also see that Barbosa has a witch on retainer. It was very just clear. It was very clearly just Tia Dalma light. Yeah. I mean that that's what she is. Tia Dalma's dead. We can't bring her back, so we got to bring back her watered down counterpart. Much like every character in this movie. Now, I think, now that I think about it. You mean Shansa or whatever. Is that, is that her name? Shansa, yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we find yeah uh, we find out that that uh, Cherv- uh, not Cherv- uh Salazar is looking for what well, we basically tells about what we already knew that Salazar is looking for Sparrow, and the company Sparrow, Young Sparrow. And can we just say the like, he has emphysema in this film, <laughs> probably or something. He is wheezing constantly. This poor guy needs an inhaler. Okay. Yeah, but that's anyway, all. But anyways, yeah, we find out also, also this compass is the key. Anyways, cutting back to Jack on his execution day, the movie basically stops dead when he meets his uncle, Uncle Jack, played by acclaimed musician Paul McCartney. So now you've had the Rolling Stones represented from the his father. Represented. Keith Richards, and now you have the other big, huge band of of England. You have the Beatles. Now, so yeah, you got you got both both of them. Now we just need uh, Brian May to be his to be his long lost brother in the sequel. Done deal, man. Then there you got go. you got everybody. You have the Holy Triumphanter. Yeah, but honestly, I, but yeah, this scene really has nothing to do with the movie. It's just, it's just so they can say we have Paul McCartney in a pirate film. Which is cool to see. Yeah, I, lo- I, mean, I love Paul McCartney, but it really has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I mean, it's like throwaway dialogue. I mean, it's just it's, it's stupid. Oh, it's just to say, hey, I will my say, Uncle Jack is Paul McCartney. I will say, I do like the line he has where he's just like, let me tell you, let me tell you a joke. Oh, this is the one I've been telling for years. <laughs> just like, a skeleton walks into a bar. So, actually, the bartender, can I get a, can I get one large ale and a mop in the back? And he's here like a, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I thought that was, oh, that was funny. But, yeah. Uh yeah, so, so yeah again. Seeing seeing nothing to do with anything. Moving on. To, in fact, you could cut. To, you could cut like very next to the execution, and it wouldn't. You wouldn't miss a thing. 
so they then got to the execution. It's like, how would you want to die? I was like, hanging, firing squad, or guillotine. Like, oh, guillotine sounds French. I like, I, I like that. I, I do like the scene too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. I think this because I think this is one of the better scenes in the film. Uh, he he chooses the guillotine while Karina is gonna get hanged. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, Henry Turner is coming in because he's gonna, he's gonna save the day, and we find out he is wildly <laughs> incapable. But it's okay because yes, he can. He does not do a great job. He was just well. Oh, to be fair, he's doing about as well as his father did when he had to save Jack from when he had to save Jack from execution. Yeah. So, anyways, he's like, "Where's he? Where's the distraction?" And yeah, what what follows is actually maybe the best acting sequence in the entire film. Because yeah, the staging and the choreography in this one is quite, and the comedy is like quite well done, especially with the guillotine, like it's it's swinging around, and every time you see the blade get a little closer to Jack's neck, I'm just like, this is wow, this is actually like really, actually really well executed. Yeah, it, it just it gets like it's like almost there to his neck, and then it pulls back because he's like he's spinning around. I do like that. Yeah, so they they go in, they end up saving both of them, and they go on their voyage on Jack's new ship, the SS Who the Hell Cares, as they're going to find the Tridents. That would be the Dying Gaul is the new ship now. Sure. Again, who cares? (laughs) Meanwhile, back on the Queen Anne's Revenge, Salazar's crew is about about to overtake, and he's just like, Hey, Salazar, I hear you're looking for Jack Sparrow. He's like, oh, I'm I'm intrigued. He jumps over and give, give, give Jeffrey Rush credit. I do like the way he reacts when Salazar like lands right behind him. Yeah, in fact, I I always remember that shot from because the Super Bowl the Super Bowl trailer, which the Super Bowl trailer for this is actually like fucking great because it's set to uh, "Ain't No Grave" by Johnny Cash. Oh uh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so that that's the shot. That's the shot I always remember from that spot. It's like, look, I can take you to Jack Sparrow by sunrise tomorrow. <laughs> and we also see, that, like, they're trying to make him a little more cruel than the last one. Like, kind of like, kind of like the cruelty of Davy Jones, where it's like, every time I tap my sword, a crimber will die. And he taps it, like, when the talk yeah. is over, he taps it, like, seven times. Yeah, they only killed, like, one person. It's like, shouldn't you kill seven people? Like, Well, no, they, they, no yeah. you, you hear, they killed, like, seven people. Oh, did they? Because uh, you did. see it, but you only like he, he's sitting there tapping. He's like like a woodpecker on there. Yeah, no. You, at the end, you you hear like the uh 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 uh. So yeah, they go. So that goes through. But anyway, this is where the movie really slows down. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just a whole bunch of talk about how they're how they're gonna find how they're gonna find this thing. Do you know how to read this map? Then trying to like rig her. Trying to like coerce her into reading it by pretending to kill Henry, a guy she's known for like a day and a half. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. We also find out that uh, uh, David Wenham's character, not even gonna bother to remember his name. Uh, we find out that he is also using the witch to try and find Jack Sparrow, and that yeah, witch, why not? and that witch is gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah, but. Yeah, cutting back to that night, uh, we see that uh, Henry and Karina are talking, and I'll say this. These two are more, maybe it's because I'm not 
down with a religious guy in the mermaid from the last movie. These two are way more interesting than the last than the last pair of <laughs> of people we got. No, I'll give it to you because I wasn't a huge fan of um of the last two either. Yeah, the the even bland the even blander Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley replacements. These two at least have some. Per- <laughs> these two at least have some personality. And I'll say yeah, this. I agree. And I'll say this: their chemistry is actually, it's it's, it's likable. The two the two of them have a likable chemistry together. Yeah, it's absolutely more believable than the last. It's not as believable. It's just like those characters, the last few characters were boring. <laughs> I mean, they were boring, and it was like I don't know. To me, I just felt like like really like we're really trying to force this. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. But anyways, cutting back to cutting back to Barbosa, you just like, hey, look. <laughs> he's like, uh, oh look, sun's up. Time, you're, that's your time. I'm gonna kill you. And he's like, oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I said sunrise, not not first light. So I got a few more minutes. <laughs> give, give, give me a little <laughs> bit of time. Go. Uh, yeah. I, I see that pirate law degree is paying off. Uh, but yeah, this is where we got the whole backstory behind Captain Salazar. You see, you find out that he used to be a uh, pirate hunter with the Spanish Navy. And that he was prided for his cruel techniques. Matter of fact, like there's there's a scene where like pirates are like waving the white flag and you're just like white flag, fuck, go fuck yourselves. And then you just like have like a squad just unload on them. He sinks he sinks every ship in this battalion except for this one. We see this black dude at the helm, which man, but my brothers get in they get they get it bad in this franchise. They only get like one or two lines. Then <laughs> now, this is another big problem with the film because like the helmsman of this ship dies, and you're just like, "It's up to you, Jackie. Take this compass and don't betray it. It points to what you want most." Even though we were very clearly told two movies ago, this is not how we got this thing. Yeah, it's like this is false. Yeah, I'm like, I just no, no, I know, I know, I know pirates lore better than this. And yeah, and I will say this is one of. This is a very early example of well, not early, not early because we had some other ones, but this is actually like before de aging was like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and I will say the de aging on the Jackson for the most part we'll get to when it's not later. For the most part, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, definitely believable. And watching this scene made, made me think like, why didn't you do a young Jack Sparrow movie? I mean, you had the opportunity was there. I mean, you 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 could have like we could have got all this backstory of how Jack Sparrow became to be. You know what I mean? I think that would have been kind of cool. Well, and well, we have like like some backstory. But like, what about like before that? Like him like him coming up in the pirate world. Like there's actually some novels. Yeah. There. So not some novels there. I'm not sure that they're, they're like officially canon, but there's a series of novels about like the young adventures of Jack Sparrow, and I thought like that could be that actually could have been really interesting, especially seeing this. Because we see how he how he got to be who he is. He's just like, look, uh, look. He's like, hey, it's Salazar. It's just two of us left. Surrender now, and I'll let you live. So they're going into the Dallas Triangle. I'm like, this is, this is the Jack Sparrow that should have been in the entire movie because they're going into this tunnel. They tie these ropes to the bootleg and the and some rocks, and just like, like do like a dime on these things. Just like that's, that's clever. That's Jack Goddamn Sparrow. I don't, know who this jo- I don't know who this Joker is in the rest of the movie, but that's you really nailed this scene. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go in, their ship explodes, and this is how they get cursed. And then after this, we find out find out how he got his clothes, which I guess was a burning question fans had. 
<laughs> weren't you wondering? Yeah. Weren't you wondering how Jack Sparrow got his clothes? Oh yeah, I mean that's the the dying question. I mean that and Han Solo's dice. Those are the two the two dying questions that were answered. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I was curious. Yeah, and and like I said, for, for like like I said, with the most part, his CGI is really good, except for this last point when he's looking down at the stuff. Like it it looks. This is the one part where it looks like especially bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about the scene where he's like looking down. I'm trying to say, yeah, like yeah. When, when he's like getting all stuff, he, about... he's like, huh. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and his face looks like total rubber. It's fucking ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we find out that's the backstory. He's like, oh well, the story's over. Now you, we still don't have Jack Sparrow. Now you have to die. He's like, oh wait, 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 wait. there he is. There's your ship. I found him. I found him. You gotta, you gotta hold, you gotta hold the deal. You gotta hold my end of the deal. <laughs> All right, well, you know, if you didn't go into that that long tangent about why you hate Jack Sparrow, you could have killed this guy already. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we see that they're chasing him down, but this ship is nowhere near fast enough. It's not black. It's not the Black Pearl speed. So, uh, Karina, Karina, Jack, and Henry have to go to shore, where uh, I guess they can't. They can't go. And this was another yeah the 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 dead can't go on the land or whatever. And this is another is that what big, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is another big like yeah. selling point for this movie. This because it is a cool a cool concept because you know Karina goes out to swim to shore, and they unleash zombie sharks. I'm not sure. I like these like because you can see the holes like through their stomach and stuff like that. I think they're really cool. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not convincing. I mean it's very good. It's very oh, clearly no. nothing there, but. It is a cool idea. No. It's a cool visual, and yeah, I'm always down for some zombie sharks. Yeah, again, I, I like this more than the other previous films, and and their, you know, their their henchmen. So I kind of I do I, I like this one a lot. Uh, but anyways, they all they all get they all get to land. Karina only now believes that these that these are ghosts. <laughs> took, <laughs> to, I see you took some convincing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they go and they find out that this is. Did you write the name of this island? Because like, it's on like a giant sign. I can't remember what it was. The, the name of what? The island they're on right now. No. Uh, let me look real fast. Da, 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 da. I should have wrote it down. Yeah. Oh, but and, oh, and by the way, at the same time. Uh, okay, this is another like, really good funny bit. Because they see how the Royal Navy is about to catch up to them. And Gibbs is now captain. And he's just like, you know what, Scrum? Jack always wanted you to be captain. He's like, Really? Never been so proud in my entire life. Next, next scene. I do like this. His, he's getting his he's getting ass the shit beat. out of him. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's funny. Oh, here we go. Hangman's Bay. That's it. That's what this place is called. A place where we find out that Jack has some bad history. Uh, and we'll get to that in a second because, because while I'm on uh, Barbosa's ship, he's just like, what the hell? Like he starts killing his crew upside down, and just like. I, I, we we gave you what you wanted, yeah, but he went on land. That's, that's, that's not my problem. <laughs> that ain't my fault. <laughs> He's like, look, just let us go. I will go get him back. And yeah, in if and if you like the whole McCartney scene, the way that's not the movie dead, we have a wedding to get to. Oh yeah, I love this one. Yeah, um, we get to a wedding in what people speculate is the skeleton of the Kraken. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna say because I don't know. But 
Uh, we see that uh, it's being held by this guy that Jack Sparrow apparently screwed over in the past. And he has to marry his widowed sister and basically, yeah. inherit, basically inherit a family. And yeah, the, the whole time we're watching, just like, why are we here? <laughs> like, yeah, it's so out of place. It's like, really? Like, we're doing this right now? Like, definitely out of place. Definitely out of place. And like I said, stops the movie to a dead halt again. I think that's the pro- that's that's a problem with this movie because like this is the shortest of all the pirates movies, but it doesn't it doesn't feel any shorter because of scenes like this. Yeah, it does. Dra- it feels like it does drag it out a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Then anyway, Barbosa Barbosa shows up to thank thankfully end this scene, as we see that he had the power to raise to release the black the black pearl from the bottle all along. I don't know why he didn't do that earlier. <laughs> But you had this. All you had to do was break it. All you had to do was break. Well, no, he had, he had to be the one to break it, and then throw it into the sea. Yeah, th- and yeah, and throw it into the wash into the water, and the black pearl and the monkey are back. Hooray! We got a ship that we care about now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, cutting to that night, we find out that. Oh, we find out uh, another development in the plot. We, we see that. Uh, Karina and uh, Barbosa may have a bit of a connection, a bit of a connection going. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they do because somehow at some point Barbosa had yeah. a kid. This is that kid. Because why not? Because yeah, literally because why not? Because we just have to connect her to the story. Yeah, so uh, we find out that they are that uh, they are they are of the same blood, and at the same at the same time, the British Royal Navy shows up and is like, "Oh, it's gonna be they're gonna throw down. It's gonna be a big fight." Nope, because <laughs> Salazar's ship shows up and just crushes the fuck <laughs> out of the out of the British Royal Navy. So, yeah, the, David Wenham, I hope you got paid well because your character was completely superfluous this entire plot. Not even kidding. Oh yeah, you can cut that dude ass movie entirely, and it'd be no different. No. Yeah, it's it's so weird. They they trim they trim too much fat in this movie, but also not enough. It's it's a bizarre it's bizarre. Yeah, like I said, I think this movie just kind of didn't know the direction it was really aiming to go. I think it was just trying to do everything and just yeah. you know anything anything and everything all at once and just so yeah and. So yeah, in an admittedly, in another admittedly solid action sequence, uh, the ships are going at each other, and it turns out, with no explanation and no lead in at all, the decoration at the front, which is a giant man holding a spear, is also sentient, and can also come alive and fight things, which is yeah. a, a really neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. And they put and they do put it to good use in this fight here. Uh, so it is. Super, it is kind of. It, it's it's moderately entertaining. It it really breaks up the slow stuff that we've been seeing. But yeah, so uh, they have to make it to this uh, to this island that the star are telling them to go to. Uh, so that, that way they can that way they can outrun these ghost pirates because they like I said they can't step on land. So they get there, but oh no, Henry gets captured, which now I'm realizing that's basically that basically the bulk of what Karina and Henry do in this movie. They just get, they just get captured all the time. Yeah, they they get captured like two or three times easily in this movie. Yeah, so uh, they make it to this island, and this is another like really impressive visual because this island is like a representation of the stars, 
And like Yeah, I do like this too. Artistically, it's a it's a really inspired choice and it actually looks really cool. It's it's almost like yeah, you would take a mirror and like and put it down on the uh, on the ground with it looking up at the stars. It's just kind of like literally it's just a reflection of it. It's really kind of cool. Basically. So and I think the thing on the thing on the the book said to find the trident all must divide. So it puts back this piece of the ruby and it divides divide the sea like Mo, like Moses or some shit and they go down that's where the trident's gonna be and again what, again like a lot of things really impressive from a visual standpoint I think they shoot the shit out of this one I, I like this scene a lot especially the water parting out and them walking into it and you could still like later on yeah I, I do like how they shoot this I think this is a, a strength for the film for sure so yeah they go down they find the trident but don't, but Henry is possessed by Salazar which I guess is something he can do now just because, just because because we need to figure we need to get Salazar the Trident so why not Yeah so just, so yeah he's fighting Henry uh he's, he's he's fighting Henry they get they get the Trident uh they separate and then uh Salazar separates from from Henry and he gets the Trident and he now he now controls the sea which I guess it basically makes him Aquaman That's what this Trident does it, Dude, were you not thinking the same thing when you saw that trident like like braced up in the air like that? You were waiting oh, for yeah. like Jason Momoa to come down whole whole net. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so, that's yeah. great. That'd have been great. He grabs him rather than kill the break his courage to kill Jack Sparrow. No, he decides to toy with him. Just like just just splash some water at him every now and then. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really do anything to affect it. But then he just like, and then like, almost divide, almost divide. You got to break the trident, and that breaks all the curses. So Henry goes, and he smashed the trident, and then Salazar changes from a singed being into like you know the regular flesh and bone he was before. Yeah. So yeah, they did that, and at the same time, the Black Pearl's on the edge of this like water wall thing, lowering down the anchor, so Jack and so Jack, Karina, and Henry can escape. Meanwhile, Salazar and all his homies just like, hey, hey, we got we got the shit back. Yeah, we could do this. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. This thing's closing and we're all the way down here. And we're not immortal anymore. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I do love how Salazar just screws over his entire crew. He's just like, you guys stay down there. I'm going to kill Yak y- Spado. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Barbosa comes down. Uh, they help, help, they're helping them all up the chain. And then, like, Karina sees this tattoo Barbosa has on his arm. He's just like, what am I to you? And he just says, treasure. And, yeah, this whole beat kind of falls flat. I'm not going to be honest. I mean, like, we really don't need to introduce Karina as, you know, Barbosa. Like, I'm just I mean, like, yeah, really? The idea of Barbosa having a daughter is, is actually interesting enough. But, yeah, they forcing, yeah. forcing it into the final, like, 30 minutes of this film. Just because, that's, 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 like, that's, 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 that's poor form. But yeah, I will, I will say to his credit, like they do try to get a emotional scene because Salazar's coming up the ropes. Jack tosses Jack tosses Barbosa's sword. He falls down, stabs Salazar, and falls into the water himself. Like, and yeah, Hector Barbosa, guy yeah. who's been only other actor to be in every single one of these movies, he's, he's dead. Yeah sacrifices himself for the greater good. The greater and I good. wonder maybe if that's why they put Karina as a Barbosa to kind of carry on the name. You know what I mean? I think that's maybe the only direction. I think that they could probably do this. I don't know. Maybe. 
So yeah, they they hoist they hoist them up. They go back to Henry Green. Go back to his home. Will Turner come? Will Turner comes back because his curse is now broken. And in another slap in the face to the fans of this movie, guess who else is back? Elizabeth frickin' Turner. Or, no, she is, she is Turner now. She's not Swan. Yeah, uh, she is. And to add even more insult to that, she doesn't say a word. No, nope. yeah. it's, it's literally all just like a hallmark moment here. Yeah, major player in this franchise and the king of the frickin' pirates, and she doesn't even get a line. Seriously, it's so crappy. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Jack is taking the monkey. Jack has got the black pearl. He's going off on his own adventures now, and yeah, that's where the movie ends. But going to the po- going to the post credit scene, they happily ever after, or do they? Because going to the post credit <laughs> scene, we see Will and Elizabeth in bed, and we see someone come into the room. It's a very familiar silhouette of a hat and a peg leg. And a face full of tentacles. That's right. Davy Jones is back. Will Turner wakes up. He lifts his claw before he brings it down. Oh, it's just a dream. Or was it? Because he <laughs> it pans down to the bottom of the bed and, sees, and we see Barnacles impl- implying he was there, which was there to set up the sixth film, but mostly thanks to Amber Heard, that, that movie's not happening. <laughs> no, because yeah. Cause of all that fun. Uh, but yeah, so that's Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. So, Russell, final thoughts on this movie, this friend, and, and this franchise as a whole. Okay, the franchise, and I think we we pretty much kind of an agreeance. Verbinski's first three, I think, are the highlights of this whole entire franchise. Um, the fourth one, upon rewatching this one here for the review, I would say the fourth is the worst one out of the agree. franchise. I'd agree. It would go four, five. Three, two, one. As in, like, obviously, the best is the first one. Second one's the second best. Third one's the third best. And then I would say five and four is the worst. Um, to me, it's a good franchise. Um, but the thing is, and I think we were talking about this before, the disadvantage you have of going into these films when you're watching theatrically when they were actually coming out is the refreshing. Like, you need that refresher to figure out what the hell's going on. You know what I mean? Watching these movies back to back, like how we did, it was easy to see where they, you know what I mean, kind of pick up and leave off. You know what I mean? But right. if you don't watch them like that, it's it's harder to follow along. Who's who? What's going on? But I mean, they're fun films. Um, it's a fun franchise. I just think that we really were running out of material by the time that the fourth and fifth one came out. I think we kind of just should have stopped it at three, kind of like what co-host said. They had everything all nice, gift wrapped, and perfect, but. Hollywood sees dollar signs and Disney sees dollar signs. I mean, this is a this is a franchise that's grossed, you know, over what two or three like billions and billions of dollars for, yeah. for Disney. So I mean, uh, two or three. You know what I mean? They're yeah. So definitely, definitely solid films. Uh, but yeah, the back two are probably the worst of the two. Yeah, oh, the worst of the five. You mean? Um, I would agree. This movie. The is, worst of the five. I mean, yeah. This, yeah, yeah. I, I think when we said this is descending order, I think this one is a little better than four because. I do, I do find it more. I do find the characters more interesting in this one. This besides Jack Sparrow, which yes, is a big problem. But I, and, but I will say that I think I think it's kind of them trying to get back to basics, because like, this is supposed to be like the T after yeah. the final adventure, which was supposed to be sick, which is reportedly still in development, but we haven't heard any movement on it since. Now, would you want to see a sixth movie in this franchise? 
I mean, why not? I mean, we've we've gone five already. I mean, why not? If we're gonna have Jack back, and then it's gonna be like, you know, premier like you know, primo like Black Pearl. You know what I mean? Uh, Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow. Absolutely. Uh, why not finish it off with like a little big, you know, a gift wrap with a nice little bow, and have everything all kind of line up, and you know what I mean? Everybody lives happily ever after. We kind of kind of how you were talking. You know, we were saying they kind of really underutilized Will Turner. In this fifth film, it's like, you know, he is he was huge in the first three movies. And then, like, you know, you have him here and there's no, you know, you could easily have had a, you know, you could have had that, you know, that that relationship build up with his son to say, hey, listen, you know, uh, you know, mom wants to see you at the end or something like that. You know what I mean? And make a big emotional type of, you know, reunion and stuff like that. And I think it just kind of falls flat because he's not in it that long and they don't have that type of you know, relationship throughout the, the film. So, yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd agree. It's because, yeah, just because like you, you tee up something like that could be really cool. And I would want to see them wrap this story up. Most because I want to see yeah. how they ended up bringing, how, how they ended up bringing, uh, what's the name back? Davy Jones. But yeah, it looks like we might not get that conclusion or maybe we will, who knows? But regardless, that, that was pirates month, ladies and gentlemen, it was, it was really interesting experiment to look at these uh, look at these five movies uh could 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 have been way worse could have been way worse yeah it was nice to see these honestly it had been a while since i've like rewatched them um and yeah i mean it was fun it, i'm glad we you know i'm glad this one like how you said could have been way worse so i think we uh we hopped out of this okay all right russell so you want to go uh, at the end of the show russell want to get a plug before we head up yeah, Notorious by Chance on Facebook is the Facebook group. We'll be back to po- posting weekly uh, polls up where we leave it to you guys to vote on what we uh, watch and what we review. Um, yeah, you pretty much do that. Join the Facebook group now. I think we're at like 315 members. We're kind of trying to grow it up slowly, but it's getting there. Um, you can also find us on Notorious by Chance on YouTube. We've obviously been stalled because of everything that's obviously been going on in the world, but I think we're going to put some old reviews up of like some newer films that have come out that Chance and I didn't get to talk about. So we'll put that up on YouTube. Notorious by Chance is the uh, YouTube channel name. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance, was underscore 91. Uh, not really anything else to plug. I mean, Schmodown's at, Schmodown's at a halt, so we can't record anything. But uh, still support that channel. They're doing <laughs> a lot of great stuff. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, and we will see you next week where we'll finally get back to our polls and uh, oh, Easter, Easter time. So you know what that means. <laughs> it's time to get time to get our religion on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, and we will see you next time. <laughs>